welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Today we are on chapter 11 of Ecclesiastes. We're coming to the finish line of this great book of wisdom. As I preached on uh, various subjects about wisdom throughout the Bible, I focused on the concentration of wisdom or Proverbs, uh, proverbial statements from King Solomon from the book of Proverbs, as well as Ecclesiastes. Psalms is full of wisdom keys as well. And uh, you can join uh, or listen to our Podbean or YouTube uh, Sharing the Word or Take 5 segments. Uh, We are talking about Psalm 119. Catch that. You'll love that as well. Full of wisdom. Be a person that seeks wisdom, hungers for wisdom. Be like Solomon, praying for wisdom like you did in First Kings. God will, will give you what you desire if you ask Him for wisdom. If you ask Him to be holy, for He is holy, to fill you with love. So chapter 11 is very replete with reminders of being a person of wisdom and being careful of what you say and do around people. To remember God as you became a born-again believer. So, let's get into chapter 11 of Ecclesiastes. Starting in verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will find it again. Give portions to seven, yes to eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. If clouds are full of water, they pour rain upon the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there will it lie. Now, I love wisdom so much that even when you look in the look into the sky and you look at clouds, you can say, wow, those are, you know, cumulus clouds, those are white clouds, those are dark clouds, those are rainy clouds. <laughs> we can do that. We're, we're, we're not meteorologists, but we can kind of do that. But we need to be cognizant. We need to be aware of what's going on. And I think with a world today, with cold weather spreading across the East Coast and part of the Midwest, then it gets to summer and then there's the heat wave. uh, There's all these different global climate, climate changes that we're experiencing. So when it says that the clouds are full of water, they pour out rain upon the earth. We've seen the signs. We know when the, if you live in the Midwest, when there's going to be a tornado. We know anywhere in our country, there's certain weather uh, anomalies or <laughs> there are plenty of weather patterns that we can say, yep, this is going to be the following. Uh, Jesus talked about that. He says you can interpret the signs of the weather. How can you not, how can you not interpret the signs of the return of the Lord? The signs of the Lord are, are manifest. They, they are around us today. Just read Matthew 24. So, my friends, I would like to make it clear when it says in verse 1 and 2, Cast your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will find it again. Give portions to seven, yes, to eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. That is what I call disaster planning. Disaster preparedness planning. I, I did that for a living in the military. It's part of my medical training, if you will, administration there. 
but I always look at what's going on when it's bad weather or seeing a forecast that says it's going to be cloudy, rainy, cold temperatures. I prep the house for those things. So you need to do the same thing. I think that's just God's given us some ideas when you read the book of Ecclesiastes, what to expect and how to move through that. Verse 4, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. So again, you can stare up in the clouds, you can stare up in the sky, but you got to do something. If you know it's going to be a bad winter, you know it's going to be a bad rainy season, don't just keep looking up there. Prep your place, prep your house, prep your business. Do whatever you got to do. Verse 5, as you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. There are times, listen to me, this, this gets to the, see, I'm having this dialogue with you. I just love having this time talking with you. It's called sharing the word. <laughs> I have these um, pondering thoughts. I ponder, I postulate, and I think to myself, you know, how did God do that? You ever get to that point where you're wondering, how did God make that? He says he made it, so I get it, yeah, but how? Your 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 mind goes into these radical approaches to how, 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 how. And I do that at times. Because God is so amazing. He's just I, I, I gotta use our vernacular. God is so cool. He, he he's awesome. He's an awesome God. <laughs> Maybe I need to write a song, God is so cool. <laughs> but my friends, even a baby being formed in the mother's womb. The miracle of birth, uh, nine months in the mother's womb. God knew us before he formed us. God's in there uh, creating us, if you will. He's writing uh, our names in the in his book in heaven. Uh, that's in Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. Just read that. You can even see it on our Facebook page. We even have a video relating to how life is formed in the womb. Just catch uh, catch that video on our YouTube uh, channel. But my friends, it's amazing on how God made life. With Adam, he formed him out of the dirt. Then he put him to sleep, took out half a rib, <laughs> spare ribs, if you will. I say God's a rib man, that's why I love spare ribs. <laughs> but, but he took a rib out and made Eve. But then he said, be fruitful and multiply. So it takes a man and a woman, listen to me, it takes a man and a woman, procreation, to make a baby. You can't have a human being without a man, sperm, and a woman with an egg. So this is why we have so much craziness in our world today. We, we, we abandon logic, fact, biological constructs of reality. And I'm telling you, you cannot have a baby. A baby cannot be born without a sperm and an egg, which is man and woman. So let me just go there. Verse 6. Sow your seed in the morning, and at evening let your hands be idle. For you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. That reminds me of business. I said to uh, my team... A while ago, we have a, for our ministry as well, 
we had a company, and again, I keep bringing it up, so for those who know me and listen to the subject, because I get upset at myself. I'm really upset at myself. We hired a company to help with our social media presence, and they gave us great-looking reports. They gave us great-looking reports, and I'm watching other ministries through their social media campaigns uh, getting ranked really high, and I thought to myself, how how were they getting seen and found and, and were not at the time? And I prayed about it. And the Lord revealed to me what was happening. And God is so good. Always take everything to prayer, my friends. That's the lesson. Take everything to prayer. And he revealed what was really happening. And when 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 I discovered through that dream or that prayer time, we made changes and God blessed it. That's all I'm going to say. So my friends, listen to God. You reap what you sow, and you can't you can't always explain how some things happen. Uh, if everybody's doing it, why this is successful and that isn't. It just you just take, can't get it. I I don't get it at times either. How is it that we both made the same apple pie, and more people like yours better than than mine? We use the same ingredients. See, that's the whole point in this uh, lesson. So so when it goes into um, sow your seed in the morning. And at evening, let not your hands be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. I always say, just keep working hard. From sunrise to sunset, six days a week, take the seventh day and have a Sabbath day and, and rest. But trust that God is going to bless your hands. Read Psalm 1, and you understand where I'm going with this. All right, here we go. Verse 7. Light is sweet. And it pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years a man may live, let him enjoy them all. But let him remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. Now, why is Solomon, even now in chapter 11, saying almost two things that seem contradictory? One minute he says, enjoy your life. And he says, Enjoy it. Enjoy the sunrise and sunset. And uh, Your lot in life is to be a plumber. Your lot in life is to be a military person. Your lot in life is to be a lawyer or a pastor. On and on it goes. Enjoy your life. You chose it. You know, in the military, you know, people have a rate, a rating, and they say, choose your rate, choose your fate. <laughs> so you have to enjoy your life. But then he says, as a reminder, this is why I, I don't understand why people somehow get to this falsehood or maybe this false premise that everything as a Christian is supposed to be hunky-dory. It's not. Those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer trials and tribulations. Just read the epistle of Timothy. You understand where I'm going with this. But Jesus even said in the Gospels, you will suffer as I suffered. You People will hate you because of me. So we understand under the job description as a Christian, we're going to have bad days. Expect it. And when you live in a sinful world, expect it. When you have economic situations that are making people go crazy, expect chaos. Read chaos theory, conflict theory. Read and understand through the word of God, there will be trials and tribulations in your life. But enjoy your life is what Solomon is also saying. Because nothing new under the sun and things that are going on are meaningless, meaning it means that everything's going to be held account before God. Okay? 
Verse 9, be happy, young man, while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things, God will bring you to judgment so that when, okay, I'm going to do this one. So Solomon is not really giving you any contradictions. He's just simply telling you this. Enjoy your life while you have it. It is a gift from God. Whatever your profession is, enjoy what you're doing. It is a gift from God. It is your lot in life. And don't despise someone because whatever they're doing, they're rich. They have more money, bigger house, more cars. Don't despise them. We just read that in chapter 10. Don't, don't have evil thoughts about the king or those who are making it or rich. That's evil, according to the word of God. That's evil. Because the birds of the air are going to carry it out. I can't tell you how many people that work for me hated me, even though I gave them a job. Gave them the job. Hated me because the business was successful. Well, it's successful because we're all involved and you're getting raises and bonuses. So why would you hate the boss? Ah, the sin nature of greed. The sin nature of jealousy. My friends, it's just the nature of it. So while you're trying to enjoy your success, you also have meaningless days or difficulty or dark times. Why? Because you deal with people. But if you expect it and know that's what's going to happen, then it shouldn't be a surprise to you when it does. Because everything, again, God is going to judge everything that is said, everything that is thought, everything that is done. Under the sun. And until a person grows up and becomes more mature, you're going to deal with some immature, stupid people like we read in chapter 10. But just move forward, my friends. Don't let the stress of life, the darkness of this world, get you so gloom and doom that you don't fixate on God anymore. Walk by faith. What is it that overcomes the world, according to First John? What is it that overcomes the world? The craziness is our faith in Jesus Christ. So let's finish chapter 11. He says in verse 9, Be happy, young man, while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see. But know that for all these things, God will bring you to judgment. I always look back at my life as a young person. I do look back. Because you're getting older, you're going to have to reflect on some things. What did you learn so you don't repeat it? But did I ever think that as a young man, I was going to live forever and nothing bad is going to happen to me? I don't know. <laughs> but the young, the young today, their eyes see it, they go after. No thought, they see, it's called lust of the eyes, pride of life. But my my friends, we got to remember, just because you're young, enjoy your youth. Because days go by quick. This is what I'm trying to get at. The days go by quick. When I look back, when I joined the military, I was what, 20, oh man, 23? <laughs> I started late. I, I went to college and broadcasting, but I was 23, 24. And then I'm like, wow, that went by quick. So enjoy your life, your young life while you have it. But remember, 
This is what Solomon is telling you, and this is what I'm going to tell you. You're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. Everything you do is being recorded in the books of heaven. When you become born again and you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, according to Romans 10.9, and you believe with your heart, you believe with your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you're saved. You hear me? You are saved. So watch what you say and do when you become a believer. Confess your sins, the Bible says. Confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. So enjoy your youth. Enjoy. But when you get older, you will reflect on the stupidity that you did, the mistakes you made, and you're going to wonder why you did that. Because you were young. You were trying to enjoy your life. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see. But know this. That for all these things, God will bring you to judgment. Don't go and riot at nighttime. Don't do that. The Bible warns us of doing that. Especially in Psalms. The first five chapters of Psalms will tell you. Watch who you hang with. Run with. You're young, so this is what the young do. No, that's what fools do. Listen to me. The young don't do that. Fools do that. You want to run with those who are wise, not run with those who are foolish. Hang with the wise. Hang with those who love God, and then follow your heart in that model or in that pack, and you will be successful. Verse 10. So then, banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body. For youth and vigor are meaningless. What did I learn out of chapter 11? Here's what I'm going to tell you what I learned. And I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm hoping, that if you're in the age bracket between 20s and 30s, you really find Ecclesiastes very powerful. And if you read Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, especially a proverb a day, listen to me, my, 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 my saying, it's trademarked, <laughs> a proverb a day keeps the devil away. It does. A proverb a day keeps a fool away. A proverb a day helps you walk in wisdom. A proverb a day keeps you from making a lot of mistakes. A proverb a day keeps the devil away. Temptation, foolishness, is a proverb today. Enjoy your youth. Every time I watch the NBA, I, I, I say to myself, wow. I remember when I was young, I could kind of jump like that, dribble like that, shoot like that. I'm, I'm 60. <laughs> so I work out. I, I, I surprise myself that I still can do certain things that these 20 and 30-year-olds I've seen doing. But at the same time, I know the body clock is against me doing those <laughs> those things. I mean, there's, there's, there's a, let me put it this way. The NFL, like my boy Tom Brady, they call him the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Uh, hey, I followed him when he, when he became a Patriot and I still love the Patriots, but watch what I'm going to, I love Tom Brady's play. Uh, who does it? Seven Super Bowl rings out of what? Ten appearances? <laughs> Come on. 70% success rate? He's the GOAT. <laughs> but my point is he's not young and they're saying, some sportscaster that even in in his mid forties he's playing better when he 
better than he did when he was in his 20s and 30s. <laughs> I call that maturity and lifelong experience. Okay? So let's just play that out. But enjoy your youth and vigor. Enjoy it. Because again, it's going to wear off on you. It's going to, it's, it, you're not going to have it forever. And that's what Ecclesiastes chapter 11 told us. So when he says in verse 10, so then banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body for your youth and vigor are meaningless. Because even young people today carry enough stress. I'm sorry, but the suicide rate among the young is so high, it's really sad for me. Pandemic, uh, lack of social uh, interaction or integration, uh, th this is what has caused the minds of young people to do. They they feel hopeless and helpless, and, and, they, and they quit. So it's sad. So my, my prayer is, Lord God, protect the youth. But remember, your youth is meaningless because we hear sad stories of youth that die in accidents. And, and where do they go? They were so young. They were 13, 14, or whatever age they were. Live your life and live according to the plans that God has for you, my friends. Please do that. And remember, there is nothing new under the sun. We all have a destination to the grave. But for me to live is Christ, and to die is to gain. May God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Be good to those that you come in contact with, and may the love of God always, always sustain you. Share the love of God to everyone you meet. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Sharing the Word. Join me again as we discuss Bible topics that will help you live a victorious life through Jesus Christ.